people too often are just going through the motions. They are not excited anymore. They have a rote responsibility and it gets to be such a chore. I want people coming to work where they've kicked off the sheets that morning and they are ready to go and they are raring to make a difference that their heart beats for. Hey everyone, it's Angie Wachowski, New York Times bestselling author of Spark. Bet on you, leading from the front. I learned everything I know about leadership from my service in the United States Marine Corps. And man, what a fundamentally profound experience that was. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share these lessons through my work. And because of those inspired lessons, writing Bet On You and having the Bet On You podcast has been just the greatest joy of my life because I get to talk to really fascinating people and let them share their wisdom from their life's experiences. And our next guest, Sarah Fresca, is just incredible. I mean, you're going to listen to this episode every time you get down and low because she is just this ray of light, this force, this breath of fresh air. Her optimism is contagious and her belief that you, me, everyone has within us this opportunity to really just expand our horizons, to do the things that are in our heart and on our mind. And if we can just get a fresh set of eyes to look at our challenges, man. Now, Sarah is a global innovation expert. She is an executive coach. She's an entrepreneur. She does all these things. And I know this, not because I've seen it, but I believe it. She does all this stuff with a smile on her face. So let's get to the conversation. Sarah, welcome to the program, and I'd love for us to kick off just learning more about your very interesting, fascinating background. Well, thank you for that. I sometimes think it's a chaotic background and kind of all over the place, but I guess that's who makes us, what makes us who we are, and so I'm 100%. very proud of all of the little components um, that have led me to this point, point. and thank you again for having me on the show. You're welcome. So, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, global innovation expert. How the heck did you find yourself in this position of expertise? You know, I have had a great journey. I think, you know, I was so lucky to start my career at General Mills. I think there are so many wonderful, wonderful corporations out there. And I really got my start learning the process and the development of building brands and connecting with consumers and doing so through retailers. There's just all sorts of different components of that world that I was able to learn. And, um, you know, it's an incredibly, I would say, rich talent pool, people that are just brilliant and so amazing and great leaders and all of that. So I really was lucky. And then I left General Mills for a little bit to go to the entrepreneurial side. And I lived in the Detroit area. I worked for um, a small business owner and I helped him to grow his business and eventually sell it. So I got that kind of entrepreneurial kind of, you know, kick and and fire. And then I went back to General Mills and I was able to be a different type of leader there. I was able to take more risks. I was able to challenge the status quo in a way that was, I think, done respectfully, but meaningfully in order for us to grow and change and challenge kind of the way that we were doing things. So I feel like that kind of having both sides of the spectrum allowed me now to help business leaders in any stage of their growth, small, medium, big. So it's almost like you went to this new place and you're like, wait a second, all these entrepreneurial skills, let's bring them back to business. I've got something special here. And at some point you're like, I need to package this. 
I need to promote this. I need to tell the world, like, where's my megaphone? <laughs> How do I let people know that you can be innovative, you can be entrepreneurial wherever you are, whether it's work, whether it's life. So talk about that moment when you're yeah. like, I got to shout from the rooftops. It really was kind of an exciting realization for me because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, here I was just kind of this like, you know, part of the system. And then all of a sudden I was able to see the system and think, wait, why do we do it this way? And again, no no criticism, just mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better if we did it this way? And so I think, you know, in a, in a big company, oftentimes people get stuck in a rut and that's very, very typical. I was able then to apply my skills to help others. And so I'll tell you just a quick story. I went to help a major automotive manufacturer to bring their innovation process from 27 steps down to three. And so it just... I mean, it's it's crazy, right? It it was, yeah, that's amazing. Only, yeah, I mean, <laughs> those poor folks. Like, can you imagine trying to bring a new idea to life? I think it would be incredibly frustrating to have you know all those steps. And so, when we were actually able to look at the process and challenge, does this really need to go to legal at this step, or is the risk so small that you can do a couple more steps before? And so, again, some of those questions, seeing it from an outsider's perspective, I was able to unleash and refine in a way that allowed them, you know, a little, to be a little bit more efficient with their their changes and innovations. So to answer your question a little bit more fully, I mean, I, I would say I realized that I was um, wanting to coach. I, I would say I've always, I've come from a world of, you know, a family of teachers, a family of coaches, and I think it's just in my nature. So I get to coach business leaders. I get to coach and help develop, you know, adults um, to build their success and to make them the best that they can be and to build the business that they dream of. And so I've built a consulting firm um, and now I just coach business leaders around the world. I'd be so curious, Sarah, when business leaders come to you, what is typically a challenge that a majority of them are just stuck in that you help solve? Yeah. Well, I I would say there's a lot of different challenges and there's different, you know, kind of stages of the evolution of a business. Um, you know, there's moments in time where people do have similar challenges. So I'll bring up a couple. I would say one of them is, you know, we've really become stagnant. We can't drive growth. We don't know what to do to get to the next level. How do we find that burst of energy to really kind of pick up the speed again? And whether it's growing revenue or profitability or whatever it is, I, I think our team and our system has been able to help business leaders to get to that point. So really kind of giving them the nudge that they need to get to the next step. Um, another one is developing kind of a leadership team. So oftentimes business leaders, you know, people will say things like, well, it's just easier if I do it myself or, mm -hmm. you know, I've done this for so long I, I, and they think they have to be the only one. And so what we'll do is help to really start to um, bridge the experience to other people in the organization so that they can scale and grow. I'll give the example of an orthodontist. I mean, if- I Oh, I love examples. Yeah. Yes. I have five kids, so lots of braces over here. <laughs> and so I use the example because our orthodontist is an artisan, right? He, I mean, he's an expert at putting these braces on kids and every other you know realm of orthodontics, but he can't see every single patient and scale and grow his business. He has to- find core values that his team believes in and holds firm even when he's not standing next to them. He has to drive towards something and have people buy into the 
to the program in order to serve his people, make a team that is, you know, engaging and empowered to make decisions and think and all of these things. And that's what we do for clients all over the place. And I would say you you also know that I own and operate a restaurant business and we are franchising. And so that's what we've done as well. We've taken this, this real system and helped people run the business in my stead. It's going great. They are empowered to do things as I would. And I would say I have found like-minded people. They know they they know our core values. They bring them to life every day, meaning my guests are served as I want them served. The food is the way that my family has always served our food. And so this business is operating without me there every day. And that's what I want to do for law firm owners and architects and, you know, uh, real estate agents. I mean, it, it really can be trans kind of kind of transposed across a lot of different industries. That's fascinating. And I'd love to know more about you as a person, because I know a lot of people in our audience, um, maybe they're in business right now, but they want to do a side hustle, or maybe they, they'd like to expand and diversify as, as entrepreneurs, the businesses that you're in. You've just talked that you are running two businesses. You have five kids. That's a whole heck of a responsibility. So what are some of the core values or even the core mindset that you live by to do all the things that you can do. Yeah, I mean, thank you for that. I mean, it is, you know, I mentioned it's kind of a chaotic journey and I I certainly um, have a lot in my world, but I will tell you that I've surrounded myself with great people. And I would say the first and foremost is my husband. I, you know, I, I couldn't do this without him. We are a really good fit. We help each other. We have supported each other's careers. Um, we tag team with the kids. And so that is how my life works. My business world, I have folks that are in the restaurant world and folks that are in the consulting business that believe the same things that I do. And so they are able to, again, service our clients, service our guests in a manner that I would and that I you know, truly value, which means basically with compassion, with empathy, with a sincerity as if it was your family member, your best friend. I mean, that is how we try to love up on our clients and our guests at the restaurant. So- I think um, the people around me are are how I do it. I have, you know, a kind of a number two across all of my organizations, and I just I couldn't even manage my world without him. So, you know, I think over the years it has evolved for me. But um, in the years where I didn't have good people, you know, kind of linking arms with me, it was a struggle. It was a challenge. I probably wasn't doing you know, the mothering that I really was proud of or the, you know, meetings or whatever, client support that I really, really wanted to do. But now I'm able to do that because I have people that are holding my hands. And again, that shared values is is like the fiber, right? That that strengthens the team. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do go through that as well. It's like, why doesn't this relationship work? Why doesn't this career feel like it's working for me. And you can place a lot of blame. And really, maybe nobody is really wrong. It's just the wrong values match that could be the missing link for you that could 
you know, help you really see maybe what you should be striving and searching for. I imagine, Sarah, when people come to you, they also have challenges. I mean, I think about like, you know, our whole, we bring our whole selves to work. And when I think about somebody coming to you, how do you help them with some of the common challenges that we have outside of work, lack of balance, maybe lack of passion, lack of zest for life? I'm sure some of uh, our audience members right now are thinking about that, like I am going through the emotions. I'm not feeling fulfilled in any area of my life. How, how do you help support people in that area? Yeah. Well, I do agree with you. I think there's an energy crisis in the world. And I talk about this a lot. I don't mean it like sustainability and making sure we have green ways mm -hmm. of running our business and our homes and that sort of thing. I mean it from kind of this energy. And so, you know, people too often are just going through the motions. They are not excited anymore. They have a rote responsibility and it gets to be such a chore. I want people coming to work where they've kicked off the sheets that morning and they are ready to go and they are raring to make a difference and they know that they can use their skills and they can come with energy and life and that they are doing the things that their heart beats for. They are in their best light. And I don't know, that's different for every single person, but I would say most people have that. It has just been stifled over time. And so it's it's all about supporting that element. It's about, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about kind of holding someone's, holding the air around someone's candle so it doesn't get burned out. You know, if I have a general manager who is so driven to connect with guests and to make sure that they walk away saying, oh my gosh, that was the best meal and I just felt so welcomed into the space. And his his thing is doing that, not the payroll. I want to support him as a business owner to make sure he is doing the things that give him that heartbeat and that excitement every day. And he goes to work loving his job because it's good for him and it's good for me as the business owner when he's the happiest and doing his best work. The same is true for an owner. I would say a lot of times, I'll go back to my orthodontist analogy, the orthodontist loves fixing people's teeth, right? Maybe the orthodontist doesn't love doing the marketing or the sales efforts or doing the connection with the local schools. And they're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do that. You've got to find someone to take over those tasks that drag you down. I'm not great at the finance component, at doing invoicing and all of those. It's just, it's not my strength. And so I have people that do that for me. And it just so happens that they love that area. So I've got passionate people doing all of the areas of my business, which means we are all linked together, doing our best work in tandem with each other to run this business or serve clients or serve guests. I mean, it really, it makes a difference when people are happy, when they are full of that energy and that inner life, that inner light to, to shine for whatever they're working on. It's as you're sitting there talking about that too, I think this is a great reminder for all of us that, that the crappy little thing that you hate doing, somebody actually really loves to do it. We don't think about it that way because we think it's the crappy little thing. We've already labeled it crappy, but somebody is like, no, 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 I don't have to talk with people. I can just keep my head down. I could work in Excel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my love language. <laughs> so again, your crappy little thing could be a Christmas present or a holiday gift to somebody. <laughs> and it could be just a relief for both of you. That's a really great perspective. I want to talk about your expertise in creative problem solving, because I hear this a lot too from the work that I do is that people just get stuck 
with looking at their everyday challenges with their just failure to imagine a new circumstance. I think a lot of us have binary thinking. You know, it's like if I'm unhappy in my job, I can either quit it or I can suck it up, A or B. And I feel like we've forgotten about this whole alphabet of opportunities. I mean, there's a lot that we can do within our current context. How can you talk about that for a bit, just using creative problem solving for everyday challenges so might, we might come up with a different solution that could satisfy us in ways that maybe we have never considered? So I start with this undying belief that there is no challenge too great. If we put enough energy behind something, enough passion, enough good questions, enough energy, we can solve any challenge. And so I like to have this optimism that I bring to my clients and to my team that there is no roadblock too big if we all can think through it. And that sometimes means we need fresh eyes. We need someone from the outside to come in and see our challenge in a fresh new way. It might be involving a child, right? If you can dumb down the process and say, all right, you know, mom or dad has to make cars and they have to get them from point A to point B and they have to do... The child might say, well, why, why don't you just move the car on a train? Or I mean, they have such <laughs> simple ways of coming up with things. Also, you could look at a physicist or a physician or an athlete or an actor. There are people out there that would have a different perspective on your challenge that might unleash a new twist or a new question that can really start to find new pathways towards creative problem solving. So looking outside, bringing in outside folks that don't have a vested interest, right? Oftentimes we are stifled by our own operational constraints. Maybe we don't have the budget. Maybe we don't have the team to get something accomplished. Maybe we are, you know, thinking, oh, legal will never say yes to that. Whatever it is, we have to get outside of those boundaries. And if we can do that and bring in new energy and new questions and new ideas, I truly believe that we can find baby steps or big steps towards reaching our goals. I think about that when I go to my kids' um, practices, like I'm going to drop off my son to football practice tonight. I've got all of like this, the mom mafia right there. So if I'm struggling with what should I do about investing in college, I can just ask like, hey, what are you doing for this? Or what are you doing about this? What are you doing about summer camps when your kids reject the idea of summer camps in the summer? I feel like sometimes all we have to do is ask, and that's the hesitancy of a lot of people. Gosh, if I ask for help, ugh, I'm going to be vulnerable. But again, asking for help is rewarding somebody. People love to help. You know, that brings up something I should just mention. Every Thursday, I do a live stream, and it's called Leveling Up Your Business. And I have tried to offer it. It's been well-received, I think, so far as a point in time for people to connect with me if they have a question. There's no obligation. There's no cost. There's nothing. But I think there are people out there that sincerely want to help other people. And so for Point Northeast, we just say, if you have a question, come to this live stream. We will answer it. And so it's been a really fun way for me to connect with business leaders out there that have a burning question. They don't know what to do to solve a challenge and they'll come with their challenge and we'll brainstorm in the moment, how can we fix it? 
And so anyway, I, I just that. throw that out there because I think no, we'll put that in the show notes because yeah. that is such a great, <laughs> great. Well, first off, like you're a ray of sunshine, Sarah. Like, why wouldn't I want to connect with you every Thursday? It's like it's like a trip to the therapist. Like your optimism is contagious. So that so there's that. And then again, having a real world thought partner and the challenges that you're up against. Genius. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Well, yes, I, I I don't discount that it takes a lot of vulnerability for people to say, I don't know how to do this, or I don't know what to do next, or even to say, I am having a challenge. But in the scope of my background, both being at Corporate America, being you know the leader of my own organizations, I've had to face a lot of things. And so I know what it's like to you know, look in the eye of bankruptcy or to, I, you know, I never, it never came to fruition, but I knew what it felt like. I know what it feels like to almost not make payroll. I mean, those are realities that a small business owner has and it is devastatingly difficult. And so if I can help just one person a week to get through a challenge that they don't know what to do next, I'll even do it in an anonymous format so that they don't have to be scared or feel like yeah. a computer might steal something. Anyway, I just want to help people to not trip through the same challenges that I have had and some of you know, the people that I have worked with and worked for. It's just a very, you know, owning a business or leading a business is a very complicated, very intimidating. Um, and so I don't have all the answers. Maybe I can be one extra person to look at their challenge that week and help give them a nudge in a direction that they might not have thought of. I think that's genius. Last question I have for you is that you call yourself an optimism coach. And I would, and I, and you're obviously an optimist. And I think about that myself too. Actually, I have a sweatshirt that I wear around. It's called Always an Optimist. And I always get people who smile at me. So I wear it all the time. So it's kind of grungy by now. But it's like, so there's a lot of us out there. But I would love to hear about just how you came into this space of optimism and what some of your optimistic practices are. Yeah, that's such a great question. So I will tell you that my optimism has been the way that I have lived my life since the beginning. I was kind of born this way. However, I think it's a muscle that you can practice too. And so I try to help people to have that positivity, to have that belief that there's nothing we can't do. If you bring others in, if you're vulnerable enough to say, I don't know how to do this, there's someone out there that might have an answer. And there's also a kind of a sad component to this. I'll tell you that I lost my mom at an early age. And so I was, yeah, I know. But the yin and yang of this is that I saw how important it is to live every day to its fullest and to be positive and to surround ourselves with people that we love and love us and to do the things in our life that we are enjoying. And so, again, I have this really, um, I think, Vantage that not everyone has. And I'm glad that not everyone has, you know, lost someone so close to them. But I would say it has allowed me to see life in a different way. It has allowed me to know that there's not a job that I will stay in that I'm not enjoying. There's not a situation that I don't believe I can change. I want to be a part of even making change in the world. Um, so you asked about some of my practices. My family teases me all the time because even just in my personal world, I walk around waving at everyone. I mean, I, I really, <laughs> you know, when when we moved into the neighborhood we're in, um, I said, gosh, nobody waves to each other. And I was like, I'm going to change that. And so now I wave at everyone. I say hello. I, you know, and 
I believe I'm making a difference. I really do. And even if I'm not and they're not receptive, well, I feel good about it. And, you know, I think I'm teaching my kids good things. And um, so that's fun for me. I don't have the energy to, to be dragged down by pessimism. I don't surround my people that are negative or um, toxic or anything. I, I really and truly, I have too much fun. Life on this planet and in our worlds is just too short. Our time with our children is too fleeting, right? And so I pretty much get up every day happy. I go to bed happy every day. And of course, I have some down moments because I'm human, but I really, really love the things I'm doing. I love my clients. I love all of the parts of my world. And I'm just committed to living life to its fullest and spreading the joy and optimism that I feel in my heart. And with that note, Sarah, how can people learn more about you, get access to your live stream, follow you, share with us, how can we stay in touch? Yeah, well, I'm pretty much out there across all social media channels, so they can look me up. It's just Sarah B. Frasca, so B as in Beth for my middle name, so Sarah B. Frasca. And then, um, you know, sarahfrasca.com is another great place. And I would say, again, you know, people can direct message me. I have, you know, all sorts of places that they can look me up and send a message, and I'm happy to respond. I'm constantly out there trying to help folks and answer questions, and I'm always willing and always, um, you know, again, just trying to see if I can give someone a nudge or just a little, you know, kind of next step of what I would do or how I would think of something in order to help them through whatever challenge they're faced with. Perfect. Thank you so much for being a guest. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. So there's some people in this world where you're like, I want what they're having. And Sarah is one of those people, isn't she? I want that every single day. And I believe her that that's how she wakes up. And that's how she goes to bed and everything in between. Like she really embraces her moments. And I think there's something inspiring and definitely influential about that. And our conversation, I'm taking three things away. I think the first thing is that if we are stuck if we're in a place where we can't seem to find our way out, how can we look at our challenge with a fresh set of eyes? How do we do that? Sometimes, you know, it can be if it's just you, maybe ask yourself, how does Steve Jobs, how might they solve this problem? What about Martha Stewart? How would Michael Jordan solve this problem? You can, you know, using your internal resources, reimagine your circumstances or ask. Go find somebody who has a different perspective or experience and can just offer you unique take on the challenge you're up against. The second lesson I'm walking away on is just ask for help. Ask for help. There are so many people in this world who are just standing by waiting to help you. We think we're burdening people with our problems, but it is not that way. People want to help. I mean, think about it. If I were to come to you and say, hey, I'm stuck on this. Could you help me? When you get excited, you probably would because I view you as somebody who can help me. Therefore, I'm asking, I'm acknowledging your expertise and experience. Like, what a great compliment. So again, don't think about the burden you're giving people by asking for help. Think about that you're actually giving them a gift. You're allowing them to be helpful and that's making their day. People want to help you, ask, find the courage to ask. The final thing I'm taking away is that we have to remind ourselves when we're surrounded by like-minded people who share our same values, 
Work just does not feel like work. So if you're not in a great place right now, maybe it's professionally, maybe it's personally, maybe you just don't have these really strong relationships. You can get mad, you can get angry, you can place blame, you can do all those things, but maybe the healthiest thing to do is just to revisit your values, their values, and maybe just try, try to find alignment in that space. Again, we have so many resources available to us to reimagine our circumstances. So please, hopefully Bet On You podcast is one of those. You've got Sarah's information. You certainly can stay in touch with her. But if you'd like to take any of these ideas and concepts deeper beyond the Bet On You podcast, visit angieconnect.com and you'll see a ton of resources, whether it's blog posts, you can sign up for Rally Cry, which is my weekly newsletter. Listen to the podcast, of course, sign up for Soft Power. You do not have to be alone on your journey to bet on yourself. Looking forward to our next conversation. (laughs) 